0: This podcast was produced by Moly Radio. Hello and welcome to Powered by You. My name is Zino, and I'm your host. And this is a community-based podcast that will be used as a platform to raise awareness and talk about social impacts and local trends that actually have an influence on our everyday lives. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Powered by You. My name is Zeno and I'm your host. For today's episode, we'll be talking about stop and search and we'll be finding more about the ins and outs of how it works. For today's episode, we're joined with Anthony Miller from the local Met and we're also joined with Mohammed from the local community.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hello.
0: <laughs> How's uh, your week going?
1: Yeah, all good so far. Hot
0: weather, right? Oh, like- is it a heat wave? I reckon just, um, is it reaching Faye? I think it's up there or well, there yeah. thereabouts. Man, do you know what? In London, in the heat wave, on public transport, definitely not, not the situation to be in. No. Especially when there's no AC as well. That's no. that's
1: working. I got the bus down here and uh I'm feeling the effects now.
0: Yeah, maybe you should walk it back.
2: <laughs> that that's <laughs> <I
0: will be>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what about yourself? I know you caught a bike.
2: Yeah you, you I, took I, No but the thing is you'd expect me to get sweaty and tired on a bike, but like and despite the weather, but I don't really feel it like it Feels calm. It feels well as you're cycling. Yeah, even as I'm cycling, I don't feel hot or anything. It's just I, probably because of the breeze and stuff. But yeah,
0: that's the thing. I, when I when I find a the heatwave, there is no breeze. That's the issue why we struggle so much. Oh, there, yeah. there isn't that cool breeze rolling through that could keep you going throughout the day. It's just instant muggy heat that just you're trying to you're trying to gasp for air, but there's nothing there. Um, but that's good. At least you're enjoying the weather. And one thing I did notice that we always complain when it's raining. That's what we're not that's happy. That's what when it's hot, we're not happy. So, what is the middle ground? When are we content?
1: Spring, spring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. Spring. But
1: then I don't know whether to wear a jacket or, <laughs> you know, is it shorts? Yeah, you it? can wear whatever what do I you do want then? in spring. Like you don't have
2: to choose. You, yeah. you get to choose, but you don't. You're not forced into a position. Like winter You have to wear jumper. This is that. In summer, you kind of have to. You know, but in spring, you just get to pick
0: hmm yeah 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 but i suppose what i've learned is always carry an umbrella with you the mini size ones that can just fit in your (laughs) rucksack just in case you never know the occasion might come it starts raining have you got one today no (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah it's a bit weird me saying that you should but then i currently don't have one maybe i should just you know pop to tesco's and uh get an umbrella
2: you could check the weather app
0: yeah yeah i could do but that's not consistent I suppose it's eighty percent consistent most of the time. I feel
2: like but. it's more personally. Like it's. I don't think I've ever personally experienced it be wrong other than like one or two occasions.
0: Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But then, what's your weekend looking like? Since the heat wave is still go, it's not. It's not going nowhere anytime
1: soon. Are you going to mm. Brighton or catch a bit of? I'm heading down to Chichester. Okay, is it- a, my friends just moved in down there, so I'm gonna go and see it. I think it's near the coast. Okay, but well, it's not on the coast, but very near. Is that like an excuse
0: for you to go down there and just sunbathe? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not?
2: What about yourself? I'm staying here. Man. I'm still in school.
0: Right, right. But didn't you finish your exams?
2: Yeah, but we still had to go to school. Okay. We're like learning new content for next year.
0: So learning doesn't stop for you?
1: Yeah, 100%. So what year are you going into? Yeah, 13. Oh, right. Okay. So you're doing eight levels right? Yeah, yeah. So you've done the first half. Yeah, basically. Okay. doesn't stop, right?
0: You know what, just try to get some summer holidays in before you start yeah, your new academic year. But on that note, I think let's find out more about each other. Um, can you tell me a bit more what you do in the Met? Because the Met is so massive. There's different departments, different teams. Um, we spoke once yesterday, catching catching up, but I still mm. don't have a full understanding about what your job entails. So if you just tell me a little bit more about yourself and...
1: What I'm doing right now is I'm a, a sergeant in the Metropolitan Police based at Kensington. Uh, I'm the Youth Engagement and Diversion Sergeant. So it's my team's role. There's me and seven other officers to be an outreach team in the community and to offer young people well, up to the age of 25 opportunities to do physical, mental activities, help them out to have a more of an integration within their communities. And the idea... Uh, aim for us is to prevent people committing crime so they might be on the edge of crime have committed crime or um, just want to join in with things and it's for us to take that more of a holistic approach and give them opportunities to steer them away from being involved in the justice system that's really great to know because normally you'd say you work with
0: people who are in crime but because you because you mentioned this with everyone Mm. it just opens up the door for for all kinds of people just wanted to take part and just building that relationship with them but i'm just curious did you know about this which part this, um Activities happening, taking part in a, uh, no. That the local Met Police are currently doing.
2: No, I didn't know about that.
0: Okay, so you got to tune in, man. There's so many things going on. Even with the stuff that we do as a council, sometimes uh, we find it kind of um, as an obstacle to reach out to every young person because we know some of them are not engaged, some of them are, but then we're trying to reach out to those who are currently obviously not engaged. Uh, so we'd find out, how would you... Um, how would you choose to be communicated with, for example?
2: Um, probably, I think I don't really use Instagram. I haven't deleted Instagram. So it's kind of just TikTok and Snapchat that I mainly use on YouTube. So it has to be through one of those. Okay, all right. Would, do you, would you follow the Met Police or the council, would you say,
0: on on, on um, social media?
2: Probably not, I'm not going to lie.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: you know what, I'm not surprised to hear that, mm. but but why, why wouldn't you? Just... Like, no, as in like from here on, maybe. But I mean, as in like otherwise like before Yeah, this, before this conversation yeah, before took this, place, yeah. Yeah, um I don't know, just when I use social media it's usually for interest.
0: Oh, okay so you're saying it's not interesting. Yeah, basically.
2: Start- <laughs> <laughs> in in a polite way. Yeah, in a polite okay, way. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. You know what? I appreciate the honesty. Like there's no point of sugarcoating things. Otherwise yeah, we won't progress. Right. Um but yeah, just um so how, how long has this community engagement been going on for? Is it is it a new intervention that's been put in place or
1: so it, <sighs> It was Tri-Borough, so across Westminster, Hammersmith, Fulham, and Kensington and Chelsea. And about 18 months ago, we split it and have it just mm-hmm. as three separate teams. So I'm Kensington and Chelsea, been there for about 18 months. Okay. So right. still in its infancy, but moving on a little bit now to being a little bit more of a an established team.
0: Do you, do you actually uh, spend equal amounts of time in the south in the, uh, of the borough in comparison to the north?
1: Yes, so we split it 50-50 and then have a Monday of between the two. So it could be anywhere on a Monday. Um, so two days of the week, the Wednesday and Thursday, we are in the south. Tuesday and Friday, we're in the north, which leaves us on the Monday to what we do, home visits and community visits on a Monday.
0: Okay, all right. Because when you visit the north, there's so many facilities available to work from or you know, uh, plan activities around, but then do you find... The same in the south, for example, as, is there a lack of um assets to work around, for example, football pitches, uh, stuff to like halls and stuff, community spaces? I would say because,
1: yeah, so a lot of the community spaces in the south are on the world's end of state. So we have the football pitch there, we have a youth hub, and we do kayaking on the Thames just across the road from there. So we have that small area, but do a lot there,
0: okay? Yes, yeah, Three, three, three main activities that just, you yeah. know. Okay yeah cuz I remember people saying well, growing up because I grew up in a local area and uh a lot of people that I went to school with used to even though they were from the south they would always come down to the north just because of so much options and so many things to do so many different youth clubs um and they just say oh it's the south is not it's just a place to live but to to sleep I mean just you know yeah. lay your head and just go on and but if you want to live your life people just come to North Kensington just to, so I always saw that as that's why is it the case and yeah it's just it's interesting how you see things i suppose especially when you interact with people you get to know why and i've seen this with even mums i suppose like um mums say you know we come to the north but we don't really um we don't want to but we we have to because not much is going on in the south apart from limited things but then in the south it's like uh, in the north the world's your oyster it, that's what it feels like yeah if this if this organization doesn't have it another will and you keep going there's a, a bunch of lists that you can go down um but yeah so th- that's good to know about what you do in terms of community engagement i feel like you want to say something yeah
1: i do what i find really interesting about this borough and i've worked in a few boroughs across london is that it is split into two people say the north and the south and i don't know where that <sighs> divide is do you know what I, I don't think- know you know, how far <laughs> up to the north do you go from hist- from the south? I think
0: and- it's a, um, a historical thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, I think it's Holland Road, right? That's probably yeah, the dividing I, I line. think or- I think,
0: um, don't quote me on this, but I no. think I've heard I've heard someone tell me a bit of uh, a backstory to it. Um, in the Victorian times, there used to be um, like a massive wall split in the north and the south, and people were typically split between social classes. Mm. So if you was working class, you'd be... In the north if you were in a that like if you were a middle class person you'd be in the south and you know people in the victorian times or before then people used to live with pigs in the house have different you know um different standards of living um and there was a divide because the smell would come over people don't want to see that it was just not a pleasant look so so there was a wall apparently in between the north and south but even though this wall has been you know taken down but mentally there is a wall if that, it's if Still that makes, there, but not there. Yeah. Metaphorically, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just uh, it's amazing the way people do stick with the terminology north and south, and mm. they say, "Oh, where are you going?" It's just it's one borough, and I don't I'm not sure if other boroughs do do say the same. But you said obviously you've worked in different boroughs, and it's not like that. It's it's a bit unique that we do things here like this. Mm. I, I don't know if it's, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a good thing uh, having that
1: divi- division. I think it's exactly that. It does create a bit of a divide.
0: Yeah, but now I think the the north is becoming north north is catching up now. The north is, I would say, uh, more commercial. It's it's becoming more commercial. Before I don't know how long you've been in in this borough for. You said eighteen months.
1: Oh no, I've been doing this job eighteen months. I've been in this borough for four years.
0: Okay, okay. So you don't remember it ten years ago? You've never no. Okay, yeah. It was it was different. I suppose Uh, businesses that you wouldn't think would be here are here now, yeah. uh, chains, commercial chains. So, um, yeah, definitely evolving. But, yeah, that's, um, I think you too. You may be too young to look back at. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I suppose we're here to talk about stop and search, but um, you do community engagement. Does that involve any sort of uh, stop and search? We've-
1: so we don't get involved in stop and search as much as other departments would. Um, I'm not mm. saying that it's off the cards because we're still warranted police officers, but we tend not to do as much as most other departments would.
0: Okay, but obviously, yeah, that that makes sense because I'm assuming uh, you've done this job for 18 months, but prior to that, you've had a long history within the Met mm. and you've done other uh, pieces of work. Yes,
1: yeah, so I've worked in Lambeth. Um, then I transferred over to Surrey and I've worked in Tootin, Wandsworth, Battersea areas just south of the river. Um, I've been a police officer for about 14 years, and I was on the sort of response team. I've done all the public order training, so I'm mm-hmm. quite um, up on this topic to a certain extent. You're well-versed. I'm, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I don't do so much of it now, but I have done. Okay, so you'll be the perfect person to tell
0: me what is Stop and Search, essentially.
1: Stop and Search uh, is a power that's been invested in a police officer to allow them, if they have reasonable grounds, to suspect that someone may be carrying a prohibited article, to stop and search them, their person and the vehicle that they're in.
0: Okay, all right. That's in, that's, in a nutshell. In, okay, fair enough. And what what would a civilian's right be uh, when it comes to stop and search? What? Not many people do know what their rights are.
1: Yeah, so essentially there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a conversation with that police officer, asking them, why are you searching me? There, there's certain things that a police officer has to do in mm-hmm. a stop and search. So they've got to give their grounds, their objectives, so the purpose of being there. They've got to identify themselves, tell the person that they're detained for the purpose of the search and given um, entitlements to the record of they stop. And the, 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 the individual can ask as much as they want to ask. And my thoughts are, and I appreciate I'm saying it from a police perspective, but if that person remains calm, they're probably going to get much more of even though it's it's a fairly intrusive experience but they're probably going to get a much better experience from a negative Mm. involvement with the police I do appreciate that people do see it as a very negative thing
0: yeah yeah what do you think do you see it as a negative thing or or Um, where do you stand from like
2: I feel like if you're getting stopped and searched yeah it can like it's hard to contain your emotions sometimes like sometimes it feels like you've been wrongly stopped and searched if somebody's just coming up to you and it feels like you're space your privacy is being invaded to be able to then just say you know remain calm it's i understand that of Mm. course remaining calm is always the best option here but sometimes it's a lot harder to do
1: than you know one would expect yeah no, i I totally appreciate where you're coming from and i think um it is difficult to remain calm in those circumstances and and i can only sort of give that advice from my perspective because i'm kind of the other side of the fence to a certain extent um that most of my role is going to be doing the stop and search. And whereas a lot of the time, the consideration of the thoughts or, or, or the wellbeing of that person may not have been considered at the time of the stop and search. And ultimately we're running off intelligence or whatever has been going on in the area at that point. And we wouldn't know you specifically from anybody else in the area. So if someone said, oh, there's a guy there, matches your description that's got a knife in his pocket, It's our job, you know. We're essentially paid to do that—to have that conversation with you and conduct a stop and search. I mean, there's many examples of stop and search, but
0: Mm, yeah, I suppose. I suppose when you said containing our emotions and it's the best to to, to remain calm, Mm. um, it's kind of a tough thing. It's easier said than done, Um, but yeah, I suppose you you have to learn to develop that. Well, I'm I'm not saying you should be used to getting stops and search, but I'm saying you should be used to control your emotions and act accordingly, especially if it's in a public setting. But I understand sometimes people may get stops and searched in broad daylight and the bus is packed and it just stops in slow or traffic is stopping and everyone's looking who's this kid or who's this person getting stopped and yeah and and the kids just are getting embarrassed or their uncle walks by exactly
1: or, right a relation yeah or a friend or so
0: that's or when emotions start to dictate your actions and it's mm. yeah you, you got to learn it's that's why i'm saying it's, it's a lot easier said than done we can say and say yeah you should do this but then when it comes to the actual point and your parent or someone that you look up to or someone that you feel kind of like um, embarrassed to see in that moment, whilst you're getting um, questioned, uh, I suppose it could be a bit of uh, a difficult moment to absorb in and then act accordingly. But it should be the norm to just uh, remain calm and just be yourself. But then I would like to ask: Can someone refuse to be stop and search?
1: Um, ultimately, if there's grounds for the police officer to conduct that search, no. Okay, they're detained for that purpose, and it it's going to it's going to happen one way or the other.
0: Okay, so what must be included in the stop and search?
1: So the police officer to give grounds. So say this is what it is and give that legal framework. So you have a number of different stop and searches, but the, the, the common two are Section 1 of PACE, which is to search for prohibited articles such as weapons, mm-hmm. um, such like, and Section 23 of the Misuse of Drugs Act, which is searching for drugs, which is the most commonly used stop and search. Um And then they'd have to identify themselves. So from my uh, perspective, I'd have to say I'm Sergeant Miller and I'm from Kensington Police Station. And if I'm in plain clothes, I've got to give identification. So I've got to show you my warrant card and say, this is me and let Mm. you know where I'm from. Uh, Then inform them that they're entitled to a record of this stop and search, um, which is now created there and then. It's not on paper, so it's done electronically. So they'll give a reference for the stop and search, it means you can just pop into any police station and you can get a copy of that stop and search, and they'll write up exactly why they did it. And well, they, but they'll tell you that anyway at the time, but you mm. might not remember. Yeah, yeah. And then they have to tell you that you're detained for the purpose. And if you then decide, no, I'm not having that, I'm <laughs> going to run off or whatever, you might be committing offences which you can be arrested for.
0: Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't run off. That's not advisable. <laughs> <laughs> You hear
1: that, so so yeah. Just be,
0: but it's good to hear that you're very carbon neutral, using less paper and giving electrical yeah, right. copies. I think we're moving yeah.
1: towards technology now. Yeah, and, um, so you you, w- hmm. you can get a slip of it, which is going to give you a reference number.
0: What if you come across someone who's digitally excluded? Digitally
1: excluded. Yeah,
0: doesn't know how to use a phone, doesn't have a smartphone, doesn't really use a computer as much, and
1: they want. Oh, they, they can want- just give their name. So just walk in. So I was stopped and searched on this road. This okay. is me. Maybe have a bit of identification to back it up because you haven't got your receipt.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: so, yeah. Here, here I was. It, it's, it's a system that we just look up. So essentially, any ones that we were doing that we we're recording on paper, we then mm. just inputted it on this database anyway. But now it's we have the tablets and the laptops. We can. Do okay. There.
0: Have you come across someone that's ran away from you, or from a stop and search in general?
1: Have I? Uh, yes, it's happened.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. Is it? Is it? It's because- normally
1: because uh, look, they're either. Young messing around and, mm. or they've got something on them.
0: Yeah, 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 which is definitely you know, a concern, yeah.
1: Well, for them, if I run, get away, then, yeah, or it's discarded. Regardless, it's yeah,
0: both ways are still committing an offence. Yeah. So what what does that lead to, the offence? Um, Do they get arrested and does it go on your record or...?
1: If you're just arrested for an offence, that won't get on your record. It's if you're charged then later on via the courts okay. or issued a, a, a caution or a, right. a, a, a fine. A lot that of, wouldn't be a fine for running off. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people panic and they start to think, oh, my life's ruined now. I've got stops and search. It's going to be on my record. How am I, I going to do? So I think that's a rumour.
1: Yeah, that's a rumour. It's recorded yeah. locally because it's got to be recorded. You don't actually have to give your name or anything along those lines when you're doing a stop and search. Um but it is recorded, but that is not put on a a database or police national computer, whereas if you're trying to go somewhere and it's going to flag up or get a job, that, that's, All right. that's a rumour. So
0: you don't have to give your name?
1: You don't have to give your name.
0: So how would they identify who you are? That's the that's what I'm trying to think.
1: Yes, it's one of your rights. You don't have to give your name.
0: Oh, okay. I did not know that. The thing is, it's, yeah.
1: it's, it's normally... So a stop and search, sometimes people can... um. Give enough suspicion to a police officer in certain circumstances. Not always by refusing everyone, everything. It's like if you just, oh, what's your name? Like having a, a bit of a conversation. You say, oh, <coughs> just whatever, Steve, Dave, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you, you're building that rapport of a police officer. Whereas if you're going to be completely excluded from everything and say, All right, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you what are you doing. I'm not telling you. Yeah, it's four o'clock in the morning. What are you doing <laughs> So I'm not telling you. You know, well, where do you live? I'm not telling yeah. you. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. This guy could be up to something. Like that makes you want to. Yeah, find out you know, more if you just come mm. out of someone's driveway with a swag bag on your back then you're probably <coughs> making this guy's up to no good but yeah. you know if all of a sudden they're like oh hello so, you know I live here and this is my name and you're easy to comply so, with than, mm. yeah.
0: so technically you can say I'm not telling you X Y Z
1: yeah, you don't have to you can refuse to give it.
0: but then it would just make the transac- the, 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 the interaction well, more I'm
1: just, I'm just yeah I mean I'm, I'm talking sort of on a, uh, a sociable level you know like if, if I come over to oh, my name's Anthony how are you doing what are you doing this that and the other You'd probably be more inclined to just say hello my name's whatever but if you're being stopped and searched just to the point of that you don't have to give your name
0: okay so what do you have to give nothing so you can't you, um your age you don't give your no. address no okay
1: but if something's found on you
0: that would give it, for it away
1: for sake so I don't know. Your ID. Something, something, your ID, right? But if something's found on you that's that's criminal, right? Prohibited call, then it's a reason to go to custody. Whereas maybe you could be that could be dealt with on the street. So I would say maybe a small amount of cannabis, right? Class B drug is found on you, um, and then you refuse to give all your details. You're going to probably go to custody. Whereas if you then say, oh, hello, my name's Dave. I live here." You know, this is my age, and providing you're over the age of eighteen, in that circumstance, that could be dealt with on the street. You could look at community resolutions, which is a kind of a a warning, or you can look Mm. at a public notice for disorder. uh, Sorry, a fixed penalty notice, which would fine if you've maybe got previous, or if you've been cautioned, then you're probably going to go to custody. But so you don't have to give details until Mm. offences.
0: How much was the fine
1: for cannabis?
0: Yeah, I'd say. Uh, is it Has it been always the same? Because I know no, we're in inflation no, now. Yeah, so it's <laughs> going
1: <laughs> up with inflation. Uh, it was 80, it's now 90.
0: So, okay, right, right. But did you know about your rights? Um, yeah,
1: or- I, was, I didn't
2: know my, about my rights. And I also feel like schools should probably put more of an emphasis on telling us our rights. Because mm. if something like that does happen to you, you're more likely to panic if it's an unfamiliar situation. Yeah, and, right. as, and especially if you don't even know how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to conduct yourself. Don't you mm. think that that should be you know emphasised more in schools where you know we actually get to tell the children, okay, cool, if this
1: happens, you're allowed to do this, this and that, and you're not
2: allowed to do this, this and that.
1: Yeah, that's great because well, I mean, uh, most secondary schools have a police officer aligned to them, so that's maybe something that I can take back and say, look, this is the feedback that we're getting from this conversation. How about we do a stop and search talk in the schools, if the schools would be interested in it?
0: Yeah, I suppose that's, uh, that's a way of moving forward. And, yeah, um, and plus, I think. Uh, the Met Police always do workshops around stop and search or Q and As. It's just a matter of finding out uh, how to publicise it a bit a bit more. Yeah. Um, but then, would you, even though it was publicised, would would you actually attend it? You mean as in that workshops or Q and As? If you if you find out Anthony's doing um, a local workshop to to you know. Um, erase any doubt that you may have or any questions
2: that can be answered I I think I probably would but I know a lot of people that wouldn't which is why I think like it should be mandatory so for example you'd come do an assembly in front of the students explain to everyone their rights and some people aren't initially interested in things some people maybe all their friends are going somewhere else so they want to go with them Mm. blah blah but if it's a thing where you actually force it upon the kids then they they might take interest in the moment and then they can actually learn sometimes people don't know what's good for them right
1: yeah because I think that we do go to the schools but I I don't know if your where you go to school has a um, subject where it's emergency services. Um, sorry, that there's a there's a topic now at school where they do emergency service studies of some description. I can't think what's public services or something along emergency, those lines. I don't recording. So we, we we all right, Kate. Okay, I know they do it at Westminster College, and we do a lot of um, talks with them about it, and things like that. But they're the people that are genuinely have that interest and maybe want to do it as a career. Whereas you're talking about the people that don't, right? that. Like in
2: all of my time in education, I think I've had. You know assemblies on various different things, but never anything to do with stop and search, and and especially not to do with my rights in those situations. Oh, okay, uh,
1: definitely something I can take back then.
0: Oh, okay, that's yeah, some a bit of information. I mean, that communication, right? That we were talking. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, another question that popped in: Can an officer um go through your phone? Uh, whilst doing the stop and search. Uh, no. no. Okay. Right. Right. So. So. um
1: so is, if I, if I, uh, for argument's sake, stopped you on the street now. Right, yeah. You're, you're walking, you're doing nothing wrong. Your hedge phone's on, walk, walking along. Um, I couldn't then say, right right, I'm going to search you and get your phone out and start, right, what's your pen number? And yeah.
0: Like that. no, but then if I was on the phone call, whilst you approach me or someone else saying, I mean, stop and search, I'll I'm say, I'm, I'm a bit busy right now. I'm on the phone. What would your initial response be? Or, or has that even happened before? Yeah, I mean... The- well, I'm going somewhere, you know, I'm busy, you're, you're delaying me because a lot of people... They're on the streets because they're going to a destination. Like I say, you, most of the time you have
1: to have grounds for the stop and search, right? You have to have that that level of suspicion or belief that you're going mm. to have something on you. Now, yeah. if I don't have that, you're just walking down the street on your phone, whatever.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I can't, and I'm recording this as well, so it's all being recorded. So if you then make a complaint, they'll be like, "Yeah, who's this officer that mm. just mm. jumped out and said?"
0: Yeah. Now, now you know my follow-up question is: What are the grounds? Um, What's, what's reasonable grounds for suspicion?
1: So it's, it's, it's intelligence-led, essentially. So it might be a phone call from a member. It's, there's a whole host of them. but It might be like a telephone call from a member of the public. It might be just circumstantial. Like I said earlier, if you're walking out of someone's driveway at four o'clock in the morning, pitch black, and it's like, I know the person that lives there, and you don't live there. And then you're being totally evasive to what I'm saying. Mm. And I know there's loads of burglaries going on in the area. I'm going to be thinking, okay, this guy could be involved in committing offences around here, (laughs) right? So, and he's got a a backpack on and I'm thinking, right, okay, could have something on him. The window smashed behind him. Yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. I mean, that's obviously a really easy stop and search, right? You'd think as a member of public. It's based on... I'd want want that guy to be searched. It's
0: based on the intelligence that is available to you and also what you see and you put puzzle together. And
1: it just develops around you as well. Uh, Yeah, Uh,
0: because I remember speaking to Mo before and he said um, prior to actually... um, going on air he said that uh, some people get stopped just because of the way they dress because it's what the police officer sees or stereotypes is that is that what you're saying the other day Yeah.
2: so like uh, let's say hypothetically mm. you hear that somebody walking around with a red jacket may have a weapon on them and then you, and that's all the information you have to go off the person can't provide any more detail than that and then you see one person in the street in the area with a red jacket would that be enough grounds to stop them and such
1: uh, that's a great question um, potentially yes you're acting on intelligence for so that area, but you'd probably personally, I'd probably want a little bit more information, right? Okay, how old is this person, male or female? You know, are they anything other distinguishing features? You yeah, know, do they have like tattoos or, or certain hairstyle or whatever? You know, if it's just a person yeah. in a red jacket and you're going, you're outside Arsenal Football Club, you're probably going to see 40,000 people in red jackets new you, thinking, okay, I'm not going to st- search. <laughs> I'm not going to search one because if I search one, I've got to search all 40,000 people, you know, so I'm going to want a little bit more than that. But if it's like a, a nightclub's throwing out and there's like the last 20 people and they say, oh, someone in a red jacket and there's one person coming out of that nightclub in a red jacket I'm thinking, okay, that's the person. Mm. Right, so it's, mm. it, it is sort of circumstantial and it, like, it does depend on what you're given at the time and where you are. Yeah, It's, it's not quite as transparent as or, or simple. It's quite... It's quite a lot of involvement in it, and and also the officer. It's quite nerve wracking for them as well. It's a lot of. They know that they're going to or potentially come across someone with a knife in their pocket or whatever it may be. mm, mm.
0: It's a lengthy um, Mm. mind process.
1: You don't know that person either, so they could be violent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How how
2: successful would you say your stop and searches are? Like out of Uh all of those stop and searches, how often do you think you actually find someone
1: with something? The the statistic at the minute for the uk this is not london london has half the stop and searches is one in five give or take about 20 percent is successful it, it, something's found on that person that's prohibited right so drugs weapon whatever ah. So just one in five
0: that's interesting because i was going to ask the same thing how how effective is stop and search but well, he's already asked it yeah uh, but then obviously we know there's like a section 60 we don't even know, most most people do have questions around that or what, what, what is that exactly to begin with
1: a section 60 has to be authorized first by a a, a rank no less than inspector so someone above the rank of inspector uh, inspector or above and it can last for a certain period of time and it is always or, or largely going to be in an area where this serious violence has either happened or it's likely to happen. So maybe there's some intelligence that these two gangs are going to meet in this location. And an inspector's going to say, right, anyone in that area that's of that demographic is going to get stopped. And you don't need that reasonable grounds for suspicion. You just say, I'm searching under Section 60. This is the authorizing officer. and This is how long it's on for. Um, And it's to find uh, weapons, essentially. So articles or instruments that are going to be used in violence. That's a section sixty. Is there
2: a separate statistic for section sixty?
1: There is a a separate uh, statistic. What and how many are successful? Successful. Uh, I don't have that data. I heard something like two percent
2: approximately on section sixty, but it sounded a bit unrealistic, and I was like,
1: "Yeah, I mean, like, we wouldn't go to an area like what we're saying. It's it's going to be for that demographic of people. So if you know two gangs are meeting up, you're then probably not going to search the." ninety year old lady that's you know coming home from the shops, right? You're just not gonna do it. But you could. Ultimately you yeah, could. Yeah, it's technically. There, but you're still gonna be a little bit more sort of savvy and with the use of
0: that's uh, true. section sixty.
1: But I don't know the actual statistic for the success rate of or if we can call it success rate, but like finding an article on that on that person. I don't I don't know what that is.
0: Yeah, does someone have does an officer has have to show you um proof of a section section sixty that it's been issued or
1: So there's a reference that you could give them. So if they were to make a complaint and say, or phone up 101 and say, oh, I've been searched under Section 60. Was there one in the area? We can look at the, it's called a CAD. Um, And they can look at it and say, yes, there was one in the
0: area. Okay, so you can verify if that's true or not.
1: But you can't. An officer, hmm. I'll be honest, would never say it if it wasn't true. Yeah. we say it's being recorded. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 15 officers in the area, if they're just making that up, people are going to be like,
0: oh. Yeah, a bit suspicious. Yeah, mm, mm, that's yeah, that's how many sections are there? So, there's section 60 oh what for stop and search of search. Yeah, stop so and you search have related. The,
1: the, the predominant ones, the, the what's used all the time is section one of PACE, which is to find your you, everyday articles on people that are prohibited, so weapons, um, mm-hmm. stolen articles, whatever it may be. Then you have the Misuse of Drugs Act, which is another one, which is obviously to find drugs on people. Uh, and then you have ones under the Terrorism Act, you have ones under the Firearm Act, you have the section sixty as well. So you have there's there's a few, but yeah. the main one is Misuse of Drugs Act. Like that's that's the one that's used most of the time.
0: Okay, okay, because yeah. I would even know I didn't even know that prior. Um so how can a police officer search someone of the opposite sex?
1: Uh yes. Yeah. But it depends on the level of searching. So you've got different levels of searching. This, this mm. is un... It's like an onion, isn't it? We're going sort of... You're unravelling yeah, exactly. the information because
0: there's so much there. things that we don't know. Yeah. Um, or should I say people or our viewers may be asking the questions. So we're just... Mm. What i done yeah, prior is just gather some questions from local young adults. They said, we want you to ask this and that's what we're doing
1: currently yeah. today. Just So I talk on a personal level. If mm-hmm. I was searching a female... First, I'm probably going to call for a female officer. Because right. Because it mm-hmm. removes that. Okay, this guy was... Just doing something that made that uh, mm. female feel comfortable. And I don't want to make that film comfortable. Yeah. But if someone said, um, a shock for argument's sake, they just said, oh, that, that that lady's just stolen this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in her handbag. Oh, such a handbag. That's fine. Because that's not too intrusive. Of
0: course, yeah. But
1: if there's anything more than, maybe if I'm going to do anything more hands-on, I'd, I'd probably request a female officer as well. But if, if you had to, you can. can. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, but yeah. not, a strip search, an intimate search.
0: No. no just That's, a stop and search Stop and on, search. On, on the street. Yeah. Just a normal pat pat down. That's yeah. it. Go through the pockets. Exactly that.
1: Yeah. All
2: right. Do yeah. You, I mean, go. So, do you think that, okay, so statistically, mm. males are going to be more responsible for violent crimes than females, right? So, do you feel like you'd be more inclined to search a male rather than a female if you, you know, had, let's say you were in an area, let's say it was a Section 60 kind of thing and you're in an area where there are, you know, both genders. Yeah. You feel like if you're going to search one, you'd be more inclined to search the male because you feel like, okay, statistically, it's probably more likely to be responsible. Yes, yeah, so
1: nine, over 90% of searches are on males. So it, yeah, so it's like one, it's less than one in 10 are on females. So if I just use that statistic, then yes. Probably. Do you think that's justifiable? Like do you think it's fair to always, not always, but generally
2: assume that the males can be responsible rather than the female
1: um, or carrying at least? Yeah, it's really interesting because there's no reason why females don't commit or wouldn't yeah. commit a crime. We, <laughs> but it's hard, yeah. I think that it's, it's more likely, I don't know, there's probably a real, mm. more, much more of a deep-rooted reason why more males are yeah. stopped and searched. But it's, mm. it's predominantly males and it's predominantly people in your age range as well. So yeah. anyone from, I think it's like 15 to 30, you're like 70% more likely to get stopped.
0: Yeah, I, I think I know where he's coming from because he's yeah. obviously we're living in society where it's um, equal equal yeah, rights course. and everything. And maybe, and sometimes you've got to go with statistics as much as equal as things are. If statistics are showing that it's more males which are committing certain crimes or more female, you've got to go with what the data shows yeah. sometimes, logically speaking.
1: So, just on the data, but yeah. I don't want to bore you too much data, it's more likely that a female is going to commit fraud offences than violent crime
0: because then it's not within their characteristics to be violent yeah yeah and that's just mm.
1: more in their makeup right, thing, yeah
0: not- okay yeah since so things like this tend to paint the picture for proceeding forward of things mm. uh but it doesn't make it 100 right but it gives you a good indication yeah of course yeah yeah what do you think just does, yeah, does that make sense. more sense
2: yeah i agree i also think that statistically if a certain group like if males tend to be committing more crimes and from your own personal experience when you stop males they tend to be committing more violent crimes then it does make sense that intuitively because we go off our gut feelings that generally you're going to go off the assumption that it's probably going to be the male rather than the female mm. and if you're often most of the time you're right and it's helping you you know stop crime and i guess even save lives it makes sense that you would go for that course of action
0: cool yeah i thought like we've been talking a lot about statistics yeah we move on yeah
2: so no but um but
0: good to
1: have right yeah just yeah of course a sort of a representation of, 100% of, of what's happening so
0: that sometimes it'll be good to have google just ready and just google something quickly but I uh, don't have that at the moment unfortunately um but I do want to ask in terms of um stopping searching someone with a disability um because we do know not every disability is, is visible to the eye and um if you do happen to stop and search and find out or an indication is given off that someone may be on the spectrum or something similar, how does that get dealt with? For example, are, are officers trained to a certain extent?
1: Yeah, so uh, mental health has been highlighted quite a lot yeah. in recent years. So the training has really sort of vamped up on mental health. It, mm-hmm. was, it was there, but it's got better, I think. And so has the training on stop and search because it's a real hot topic, right? That's in the that's in the news quite a lot. Yeah. So... They're really pushing that from a training perspective, so to be able to sort of identify, it's probably more recognised now than it ever has been, and also the way that the officer communicates, they're probably a lot. Well, I, I think are become are becoming better at how they're dealing with everyone, you know, members of the public, but in particular, identifying mental health as well. Um, it's not to say that people with certain disabilities don't commit crime that's that happens yeah of right? course yeah yeah. so they will be stopped and searched throughout time but i think that the, that it's handled i think all of them should be handled sensitively anyway but i think that people will identify that police officers will identify mental health yeah yeah i quite think quickly we deal with quite well a lot of our work could, is, is mental health
0: yeah i can I imagine it can be very uh challenging or tough to even figure out what your next step should be without causing too much uh, emotional harm or something mm. like that because you've got to be careful when you do things like this like this um um and in society you don't know who you're going to come across and you've got to deal with everyone in a different capacity yeah um so it's definitely a tough gig to have um if you don't know who you're going to encounter
1: this is this is why for me it's that kind of that engagement like right? that yeah initial engagement and that can set the tone for the entire
0: that's the thing yeah
1: because your role essentially has that foundation
0: to get familiar with people mm. and you you become more um, recognized when people end up getting comfortable at some point. And if it was to be a stop and search happening from you or anyone, they know it's nothing personal or you're just doing your job, there'll be more understanding and, and, and things will go more, much more smooth, I suppose. But yeah, it's just... Uh, it's tough when you see someone that you've never seen in your life just pulls out of a van and just doesn't say anything stops and searches you and you're just there and still trying to absorb everything but yeah definitely community engagement from the met is something that is yeah. vital to have around
1: i also think that aftercare is important as well so after the stop and search so are you aware well, you know why this happened and yeah how we did it particularly if you don't find anything you know make sure that that person's okay and and what yeah what their rights are it's, afterwards. Especially you know? these
0: days when, when, when you get stopped and search, and then you get people with the public walking around bringing out their phone and start filming because that's the norm these days. That's, the, that's what people tend to do. First thing, when someone's having a, uh, some sort of emergency, instead of them calling 999 or 111, they'll bring it up, they'll bring up a social media app and start filming. Yeah. when it, That should uncommon. be the last thing on your mind is yeah. to film someone having a seizure fit or get whatever it may be. Um, but unfortunately, it still happens. People do feel the need to to create entertainment through someone's downfall I suppose Um, but yeah definitely if you see someone getting filmed it will definitely play on their self-esteem but yeah the aftercare is definitely something that that is um, important Hmm. because you don't know how the person might be feeling um, especially if the person doesn't speak English or, or anything. That's what I was going to ask you as well. How do you deal with people who are non-English speakers that you stop and search under Section 60 or any any other reason? Whatever it may be. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's trying to establish what language they do speak, the specific language as well. The dialect. The di- exactly that. Okay, and yeah. then we have what's called language line. So that's on our radios. It's just a speed dial for. I'm a metropolitan police officer. I need this language and they'll put us through to an interpreter. So we'll then talk into that, our radio, and the radio will talk back. It's a loudspeaker, essentially, to the person in the language that they understand.
0: Uh, has has it been um,
1: a moment where there was no individual that speaks a certain language? It might take a couple of minutes, um, but I've never come across a time when that hasn't happened. And, you know, I've worked across Westminster where mm-hmm. you've got, pretty much every language
0: it's a diverse community They're very
1: diverse yeah. and a lot of holiday makers and everything else so yeah I'm quite used to wow communicating with people in other languages not me personally but using in yeah. the facility I did
0: not know that it. the the met had that kind of service available is it 24/7 24/7 Yeah that did you know that no so if you if you if you come across uh, if you I don't, I'm not sure what other countries have this but maybe I'm I'm I could be mistaken but yeah it's just it's crazy to think there's so much attention being paid to so this. I wouldn't say small, it's not small detail. It's a massive thing. It's a communication mm. barrier if you can't speak a certain language. But then how are you going to do your job, which
2: has been thought through very well. Yeah, they're considering all different scenarios and possibilities.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. hundred percent. It's just because um, when you think of different countries and different dialects, you have different tribes as well. They speak different um dialects within, within them I suppose yeah, yeah. so just thinking so
1: some countries have a number of different languages so it's yeah. like pinpointing that language what they speak getting the translator for them so how how would you pinpoint it because before 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 you make the
0: the the call to, to get the translator you have to tell them what, what language they're speaking or demand the language that you want to be yeah put through to
1: so a lot of countries the, and people don't have to do this but they carry your identity cards so they just or they see a police officer in front of them and they might be from a different, well, they're from a different country, obviously, but where policing Mm -hmm. is different. So they might have to show their identity there. Policing across the world is different from country to country. So they naturally, and you can see maybe it's got a flag on it or whatever, you can identify what it is. So that's probably the most common way of identifying it. Or it's asking, a lot of people understand where are you from in English. A lot of countries speak English. As an English person, we're quite lazy and... Yeah. We don't learn other languages as well as some of these other countries.
0: Yeah, we expect everyone to speak, speak it. English, right? Even on holiday, like, yeah, you think yeah, people to. speak English, and then they're like, "No, we don't <laughs> speak English." But yeah, it's unfortunate. I think I've experienced that a few times going abroad when yeah. I, I sh- I'm expecting people to just understand yeah. me, yeah. and then and voice. when they don't, I get a bit offended as well. Yeah. I'm like, but then again, it's their country. Yeah. I should be adapting to their language dialect or whatever it may be yeah. but then again i think we've become so accustomed that the the whole world is learning english so we think it should be like a and the normal thing to expect of people yeah. um but yeah that's 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 actually amazing to find out you've got a service there 24 7 so these people don't i'm just thinking about 24 7 and do they get used a lot
1: yeah they get used all the time but some languages get used a lot less than others
0: what's the most common language you'd say that is like that is... That probably <laughs> Spanish.
1: Is it? Okay. Well, Spanish is probably the most... Half
0: most the American. world is... is yeah. you got South America. Yeah. That's pretty much... Apart Spanish, from Brazil. Apart from Brazil, Brazil is yeah. Portuguese. So
1: maybe Spanish. A lot of yeah. French in there. Mm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, do you know I wouldn't know. Yeah, so, know many, so many understand. different languages.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. And, and obviously, uh, the other day I Googled how... Um, when was we'll Stop and Search uh introduced and it was i think it was something was it around the 1800s or something i don't know when but it was a long 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 time ago so i'm just thinking within your time i'm not saying that that was the 1800s but i'm just saying within your time of doing the um, being in the met how has stop and search evolved yeah throughout the years of was it 14 years
1: yeah, I was in Sorry for four, but four and a half, five years. But, but altogether, together. yeah. Altogether, yeah. yeah. Ha, have so, you so.
0: seen Stop and Search evolve massively, or is it
1: definitely? So there was a, a massive shake-up in the police in around about 1984, which was the introduction of the Police and Criminal Evidence Act in 1984, um, and that's kind of where it started evolving. It, and for me now, where we're at, nearly 40 years later. Um, it's very much a focus on that whole communication piece. It still exists and it's going to exist. I think it's been debated in Parliament a lot of times and they've said, no, this is going to happen. This is going to be a thing that we need on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now officers are a lot more engaging. The communication is better. They they know what they have to say because ultimately they're being filmed as well. I point at my chest there all the time because that's where <laughs> yeah. my body camera is. Um, so they know that they're being filmed. They know that their colleagues filming. And they know that members of the public are getting their phones out as well. So the police officers, I think, are a lot more professional, mm. a lot more aware, and are not. Uh, they, they've rehearsed it in their head what they're going to say and how they're going to say it. And it's sometimes mm. it's very much off the cuff, and it just becomes natural now. Um, but they're a lot more sort of concerning, and, and welfare is paramount.
0: Yeah, I think whilst you're describing that, yeah, I agree with...
1: Um, I'm not saying police get it right 100% of no, the
0: time. No, no.
1: <laughs> but... Yeah, but I we'll, think the aftercare side of things is getting a lot better. One hundred percent. And
0: I think yeah, with the, with the involvement of stop and search, when you're mentioning body cams, I think that is a big noticeable thing that has been implemented or put in in the first place. Um, yeah. Because then, how are others held accountable? Um, whether you're a police officer or just a civilian, how do you know what happened? Um, how do you even track it in the first place? Um, so yeah, with, with the body cams, I don't think that's very old. Is it? What has it? How long has it been? Um, couple of years would you say
1: yeah so body cams were introduced a few years ago but they are now used by every officer maybe in the last four or five years every officer has that it's on their kit now it's like you have your body camera so you'll see all police officers so it's
0: non-negotiable you have to have it on uh,
1: you can't always have it on because batteries could die I've done shifts that have sort of exceeded 30 hours and oh. my battery's not going to last 30 hours but yeah that's that's exceptional so that's That's a rarity. That doesn't happen. A
0: 30-hour shift. That must be intense. It was
1: 36 hours as long as I did. But yeah, that was...
0: How did that... How did you manage to pull through 36 hours? Because that's just... You
1: do have breaks,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, But regardless, 36 hours is someone's week, right? Some people yeah. had to do that in one week, but if you're well, we're the-
1: talking in those exceptional circumstances, like and I'll bring back sort of London rights and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. Then it's the absolutely if you're public order trained, right? You need it, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you get breaks. You know, you're not standing... <laughs> what is it? One hour break or an hour and a half? Maybe just a, bit. <laughs> a little bit of time to a little bit of downtime.
0: No, that's that's good to know. That's good to know. So, so with the body cams, um, if the camera's off and you're getting stop and search, are you allowed to decline the stop and search unless the body cam is on?
1: No. No, okay. the stop and search is a stop and search. It's it's a power that's a legal power that a police officer has, and like I say, it's an offence to not refuse it. But to mm. be well, if you run off, that's an offence. If you because then you could be looking at yeah. maybe assault mm-hmm. or some sort of resisting. But I, yeah.
0: what? Okay, I didn't I didn't know that because some some uh, do say you know if the st- if the camera is not on.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I mean there are offences like obstruction and things like that, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna happen one way or the other, to be completely honest. It's Okay. And no one ever wants to use force in these circumstances. No, definitely it's, not. It's something that that could be used and probably justifiable in the circumstances.
2: Could you record it yourself while you're getting stopped and searched?
1: Uh there's nothing there's no there's nothing in law that says you can't. Um No. Yeah. I mean a lot of people do that's how they end up on social media right a lot of stop and searches yeah. do end up on youtube or a friend records or whatever but it's normally i say normally that's not it's not the norm but people do record stop and searches on their phones
2: have people recorded you are you were stopping people and searching? you know
1: yeah, i mean i'm recording them so i'm <laughs> i'm okay with it it's not a problem you know i have a body camera and i tell people like you know and police officers do tell people y- you're being recorded and then what we have afterwards is actually one today. is a stop-and-search group where we invite members of the public and just review them at random. We don't say, which one would you like to see? Here's three that we know are excellent. Maybe you could pick mm. one of these. we just literally, you, you choose it's a whole list of them. You just pick one, and you can watch them. So you can see how that office has been.
0: Well, how, long, how often does this take place?
1: Uh, there's, all sort, there's all different groups. So uh, to be honest, I don't know. Um, but I could definitely get the information.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting it to find out. Yeah, yeah. So we know some people may not be happy with the way they've been dealt with or some people just don't really care. They just go on their day. But for those that um, have the right to complain, but don't, how would you um, how would you bring up the, the fact that it's important to put your views out there? Uh, you know, uh, do they really contribute to something if you were to make a formal complaint about something or is it better to just leave it?
1: So I think the reason that, police officers are getting better at stop and search it's through complaints it's mm-hmm. feedback essentially so if, it's being used if we know that someone's yeah. done a particularly uh maybe not done a stop and search you know to buy the book we can review that and then we can look at that and we can use that in training yeah and yeah. say but this is how not to do it this is how to do it and then you can compare the two and the differences in how things go wrong or right, whatever it may be.
0: So things can come out of it because some people tend to believe that there's no point of putting forward a complaint or saying how you've been dealt with because nothing's going to change. But then you've clearly said now that it does help in shaping... definitely.
1: It depends what you want as the individual from the complaint as well. If you want it to be alerted to police to provide them with feedback and get them better at their job, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's probably going to happen. If you want, I don't know, a load of compensation then that's debatable yeah yeah, that might not happen so it depends what you want as the individual i think most people complain because they want the police to be better at their jobs yeah and it's not necessarily they might be angry at the time but if we learn from that then
2: speaking of police officers being better at their jobs we've already like touched on the person who's been searched and their conducts and how they behave right Mm. do you feel like a lot of police like how many police officers do you think and how big of an issue do you think it is in terms of the police officers conducts and how the police officers
1: conduct their searches so I used to review the stop and searches and I don't really come across many ones that I would say, yeah, this is this is legitimate. Most complaints that people make from stop and searches get, uh, nothing comes of it. There's no further action from it because what the police officer's done is completely legal. It's completely in the framework uh, and people just complain because they've been stopped and searched. And they tend to be the ones that are drawn to our attention. But like with body cameras now, it's so easy to review and see that police officer either doing something that they should be doing or doing something spot on and then going back to that person and saying, mm. actually, the police officer, you can you can watch this if you want. I don't. They've done everything fine, mm. which does happen a lot. Because How, people mm. complain because it's, it's quite intrusive, right? They don't, don't want to be stopped and searched.
0: How long does the footage remain uh, in storage? after? Does it get deleted or... Do you... No, so
1: we can save it for a period of time. So years and years and years if we want. So, in, particularly so, yeah. if it's going to be used in a criminal investigation. So say you, well, we always talk about the negatives of stop and search. If it's a positive stop and search, you know, you've found something that someone shouldn't have and that, that incident's going to court and that gets saved and court can go on for a so, long time. So you've got, well, okay, positive
0: okay positive and negative stop and search. So what's the difference between the two?
1: So I'm, I'm sort of using positive right. and negative. It's not a, a term that I'm oh, just right. using it for this Oh, in this positive conversation. Positive as in a, mm-hmm. a positive stop and search where an item has been found. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or a negative stop and search for something it hasn't, or if I'm sort of saying negative stop. And right, view, right. Like if the, you falsely. The member of the public has yeah, just become mm-hmm. disgruntled. Oh,
0: in that sense, sense, yeah, I understand yeah. what you meant. So I, I was a bit yeah, thinking, so what does that mean? But yeah. yeah. Positive
1: outcome, I think it should say.
0: Yeah, that makes. Sense. Sense. Yeah, for the Met. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well,
1: for everybody, right? For finding yeah, a knife or for a gun Protecting society. Somebody. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything else you got in mind, Mo?
2: Um, do you feel like You see Section 60 right mm. The whole Do you feel like It gives officers Maybe too much power To the point where They can abuse it Like let's say You have a, a cop I mean a police officer Who maybe dislikes Certain ethnic groups right Do you feel like They could utilise
1: This power
2: That comes with Section 60 To you know Maybe oppress people
1: um, I'll be honest Of all the police officers I've met And like I said I've been doing it for a while I've never come across someone that wants to be oppressive. Um, I appreciate that. Some pockets of the community and society may see that, but I, I've, I haven't never come across it. I'll be totally honest. And I'm not doing this for the sake of making you feel better. I've never met a police officer that comes in. And I'm not saying that this doesn't exist. I'm just saying from my perspective that I've never come across it. I've never met like an officer that sits there and says, I don't like this Community, or I don't like these mm. sort of people, mm. or I don't like this, or I don't like that. I've never happened. Um, yeah. I but is it, is it... I wouldn't say it's there to be abused because you, it, particularly with regards to Section 60, you're going to flood that area with police officers. So if one police officer is acting unprofessionally, I think his colleagues now were quite transparent or very transparent about how we act. And mm-hmm. one of the colleagues would pick that up and say... No, that that has been out of order. This isn't right, and then yeah, yeah, that'll be reported up the chain, and yeah, that's I true. So that they would re- then review everything that that office has done, and and, and maybe look. at It's it. rare
0: to do a, um, a stop and search in the sex uh, with a Section sixty by yourself as a solo you, police I, officer.
1: I'm very very unlikely. Yeah, because it's yeah. an area of violence is exactly. To a, so uh, you need backup. Occurred, mm. so you're probably not going to be there just wandering around
0: yeah yeah exactly so if there was such thing to happen there would always be other police officers witnessing and there's a body cam as well so Mm. yeah i suppose i suppose um, different things do play into account but then um is there are there any rumors that you would say a bit of myth busting that you've heard around stop and search that you that you feel like should be addressed
1: oh well like i'm trying to think i don't know
0: It's like, for example, with with, um, searching someone's phone, that's been a rumour.
1: That's myth. But the only thing you'd look at someone's phone is their IMEI number if you thought it might be stolen. So that's what you're looking at. You can't unsee things as well. So if a text message pops up, I've got your phone, text message pops up and says whatever it may say. I can't unsee that, but I've not gone through your phone to find that message.
0: Right, right, right. Um,
1: I can check its IMEI number to see if it's stolen. If it's okay. stolen, then that's an offence in itself, right? But
0: yeah, because there's always some sort of rumours or misunderstanding that people yeah. have. Um, I think we've about- done the
1: record as well. It doesn't doesn't go on a No, it's yeah, stored, but it's not.
0: It, does, it won't prevent you from going to Miami a, on, a, on, a, on a holiday, yeah. right? That's Yeah, because I think people say, I can't go to America, I can't do this. Yeah, and
1: not because of a stop. I mean, if you if it's been found... I think they're less a,
0: concerned. They're less concerned about getting a job. A lot of clients than, 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 on you. <laughs>
1: then, yeah, maybe that might yeah. Yeah. Say prevent things like Hypothetically, you took someone's phone,
2: mm. and then you obviously can't unsee messages, and then you see a very suspicious text, that then you are you then allowed to search the phone?
1: No, so I don't, I, you need to get authority to do like an intrusive search on someone's phone, and that's the rank of an inspector or above. And again, they're probably not going to be standing there next to me. And I've got to fill in a lot of paperwork and say this is why I want to do it. Um, if they've committed an offence, you might seize their phone and then do that retrospectively. But you probably you can't just say, "All oh, right, your phone, mm-hmm. I'm going to have that, right? I'm going yeah. to store that, and then I'm going to look at that later on." You can't do that. Nor can I do it in front of you there and then. But like I say, I can't unsee something. So say I'm suspecting you of maybe dealing drugs, right? And then I'll stop you and i search and i find some drugs on you and I'll get your phone and someone says, oh, can you bring me a load of whatever? And it's like, oh, hang on a minute. I'll <laughs> stop you. You've got drugs on you now because there's different offences right now. Mm. I'm going to be looking at in the supply or possession with intent of supply. You end up adding on. a lot more of a serious offence mm. than simple Sorry, possession. So
2: if police officers can't search our phones, in schools, there have been times when, sorry, there have been times where in schools, they'll tell you, um, we need to search your phone, right? And if a police officer can't justify searching my phone, how can my teachers justify it? Or are the teachers
1: just, um, I guess, almost lying about what their rights are? <laughs> I think they've probably got different <laughs> policy and procedures to the police, but I couldn't just take your phone now, right? As I'm a police officer, I've got a warrant card with me, this, that and the other. I can't just go, let have your phone, I'm going to look for it. I can't do that. Yeah. Whereas a teacher, they might be doing it for, for their reasons, but that's their kind of policy and procedure. Not. It's not. Oh, okay.
0: Maybe ask different. your teacher when you go yeah. to school.
1: Yeah. But like I say, if you're always <laughs> polite to people, you know, is there anything you want to look at? It? like maybe I can show you what you what you're looking for. Mm. That and I'm just talking going off piece there, but that teacher's probably less inclined to go. I'm going to look for everything because, you know, Mo's willing to just. Pass me his phone and say <laughs> Yeah, there you go. This is what yeah, what is it you're looking for? You know, here's here's my camera or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's pretty much um yeah, that's straight to the point. So so with have stop and search, let's say you do find something on someone, what are the risks or, um what are the consequences, shall I say, uh, you know, when you do gain a criminal record essentially, uh, when you do get prosecuted um we know certain jobs you can't apply to or there's DBS and mm. there's there's two types of DBS as a standard DBS and there's an enhanced DBS so what's the difference between the two and what jobs can't you essentially get once you've been charged of certain
1: well i think the the jobs Pre- down to that Profession. So right. if you're applying for a job in maybe a pharmaceutical company and you're a known drug dealer, they're probably going to think twice about hiring you because that will show on the checks that they conduct, right? They ask for a police national computer check. Mm-hmm. That shows up. Would that be on a normal DBS or is it? That, that would be on a normal one. Yeah. So they'll, okay. they'll, they'll look at your, um, uh, your police record, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So mm-hmm. serious offenses are going to show up straight away. Um, things like community resolutions they might not be on the standard DBS check. And that's like an involvement you've had with a police where you've admitted an offence, potentially low-level offence, and it's a, a warning that's stored locally on the police computer. So if it, it committed in the Metropolitan Police area, it'd be stored in the Metropolitan Police. But for argument's sake, Surrey Police wouldn't have access to that information, just offer a check on you. So that's stored locally. Um, so that potentially wouldn't come. Another myth that we're going to bust is if you are a juvenile so over the age of 10 up to 18 and you commit an offence you still have a police record
0: unfortunately
1: it still counts it doesn't get wiped when you're 18 and it's like what we were talking about yesterday you know not when you're 17 years and mm. you know coming up to your 18th birthday you can commit as many offences as you want because <laughs> they're getting wiped no it stays, it stays on your record mm. it stays until the last day till till your last day that's it yeah your dying day it's, see it's a lot of people
0: yeah a lot of people have the. Misconception that
1: yeah, I have that a lot. People say, "Oh, you know, I'm under eighteen. I can kind of do what I want." Like, no, no, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. does, doesn't work like
0: that. <laughs> Free pass. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, crazy, crazy how people actually believe that's facts, and and mm-hmm. they go ahead thinking, you know, get confident about it. But really. I think that's yeah. why
1: they do get confident because they, they it's this just this belief that's just come from now when they think. Oh, I wonder where it's right came it? from yeah. or who started it. Yeah.
0: Well, whoever started it definitely made them believe it was true. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's the whole prison. You know, you're under 18. You're not going to adult prison, are you? You're going somewhere else. But mm. These places that you go to still exist. And it's yeah. still a record. It's still a crime.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's, that, that makes sense. I think we covered a fair amount of questions, myth-busting. It was definitely a good conversation. Um, a lot of people that are going to be viewing this are going to have uh, their, their questions answered, hopefully. And yeah. did, that, did we miss anything else?
1: I don't know. I, I
0: don't think know. We've, we covered a fair amount. A fair amount of stuff but if i do end up coming up with different questions i'll make sure to just signpost people to to your team yeah or
1: have me back oh I'm yeah happy to, to talk this well, through and talk
0: you're things. you're in the south tuesdays and thursdays you said
1: south wednesdays and thursdays, wednesdays and thursdays. Uh, on the world's end World. okay and then the north with would... on tuesdays and fridays okay and then we'll do home visits on monday so go to people's addresses there Okay. are interested, right? And we'll talk, Yeah, we can offer and what we can
0: do. Yeah, yeah, we need more of community engagement from different sides because I think it's something that we can't get enough of. You can't put a, a limit on it. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it has to be ongoing. You can't just stop it. Yeah. Because as human beings, we, we thrive off engagement with people, we, you know, we communicate and if we just stop that, then
1: well, particularly from a police perspective, we can divert people from crime, right? That's mm-hmm. a win for everybody, isn't it? A hundred percent. Yeah. That person, society, everyone. Please. Yeah,
0: you can do it at the basic level, just you know, having a simple conversation. Got getting early, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well well on that note, everyone, <laughs> thank you for coming. Thanks for having us. Thanks me. for having us. We'll hopefully see you a lot around. And everyone, if you liked what you saw today, please don't forget to comment, like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Thank you very much.